Welcome back, and you know it. It's that time of the week again. It's time for Range Anxiety, 30 years of automotive tuning experience in 30 minutes. I'm your host, Martin Donnan, and today, yep, we've got a guest episode. One of my good friends for many, many years, quite a funny, dry character. Welcome to the show, Justin Wagner. How are you going? Bonjour. Bonjour, he's very French too. <laughs> Man, we've had some fun times over the years, but how do I actually know you? What, what is it you used to do for me? Um, used to photograph a lot of cars, mainly on the track. Yeah. Boy, yeah. And why would I get you to photograph the track? What was it? Yeah, sorry, the, the cars. What was the main thing I was always trying to get you to do? Um, originally, it was more just to see how the cars perform. Yeah, I that's right. That was, what yeah. did you used to call it? Like calibration. Yeah, calibration shots, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So what I would do, because I was a bit of a simpleton, uh, still am, uh, is I would get, I would put Justin on the corner of a racetrack and I'd say to Justin, um, get the car through this corner and then we'd move him, get the car under brakes here and we could actually see what the wheel alignment of the car was doing and that was and the, how much it was pitching and stuff like that. And we, we learned a few things from that and you tirelessly went out and did this. How many years were you doing this? Four, like for me. Uh, for you, oh, probably must have been at least five or six, at least. Yeah, yeah, it was, a, it, was, yeah. it was a long time. There were thousands of shots, if I remember right, across maybe half a dozen cars. But where does your background in... I mean, I first met you as a drinking buddy at the local pub. but where, <laughs> <laughs> That's where all the best friendships are made. But, but where does your actual interest and knowledge in cameras come from? And the reason I'm asking this is because we're going to get on to what people are doing wrong with taking pictures of cars these days. So tell me about it. Yeah, I originally um, had an Alfa Romeo 978 oh. GTV God help us all. Oh, um, yeah, joined the Alpha Club, wanted to have a track car. Um, couldn't really afford to do that, so ended up going and taking photos. Right. I've just, I've, um, yeah, just like club sprints and things like but that. But who taught you how to take a photo? Uh, myself. Right. <laughs> just by going there and doing it and having a look and seeing what other people do. And there were quite a few good photographers back then. That yeah. You'd you actually speak to and, you know. Yeah. yeah uh, ver versus now. Versus now, yeah. Yeah, there's... Um, yeah, there, there are a few good ones. Um, I think the skill in a lot of the panning shots and things have been lost over the years. Yeah. There's a couple of people that can do it really well. Um, but overall, a lot of the stuff that you see these days is pretty much just some, um, you know, coffee and car type. Stuff, yeah, yeah. Which is... Like, like iPhone-style shots, like yeah. dink -ching. Yeah, Um you, when I, I mean, you obviously work in, in the camera industry now, mm -hmm. so it's no great, you know, it's not like, oh, just a hobby photographer. You do, like, semi-unprofessional, full professional stuff now. In fact, you've done some product shots for my company, DTEC EV, that looks pretty right. cool, and they're used in the, in the States, they're used all around the world. You did some stuff for the Billet Block uh, business, I, I do believe, mm -hmm. I think, yes. too. Yeah, yeah. You've done all sorts of mad, mad shit, really, but it's all been self-taught, and it led to this career in photography, yes? Yes, that's right. Okay, do you see yourself doing it much longer? Because everyone in photography, it's like working on cars. People get jaded and pissed um, off. Because I don't do it all day, every day. Um, yep. I do actually enjoy going out. It's something different than, you know, I work in retail. So, yeah, you know, people say, you know, sort of, oh, I love cameras, love to work in a camera shop. It's retail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's like I love cars. I want to be a mechanic. It's, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You, yeah the, it's the, not what you think it is. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to be a mechanic, let me tell you. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I, I grew up through the 
I used to do a lot of car photography myself and I grew up under hard artistic directors in magazines and you soon learn, you know, dusk and dawn were the times to shoot a car and, you know, you, you had to have your wheels turned a certain direction and it was basically you're up for public execution if you ever took a shot on the shadow side of the car and, mm. you know, we were using Velvia film so we never, yeah. uh, medium format, so you never knew how it was going to turn out. So when you go pick up your stuff from Duck Pond or Van Elsen's yep. or whatever, you, you'd be like, it'd be like unwrapping a Christmas present sometimes it was a Christmas present full of shit <laughs> and and you threw it away so what's you know you obviously were you much of a film guy or were you always no, digital always digital I mean I did shoot film um used when I went on holidays used to take film camera there wasn't digital around so yeah. used to play around with it in that did film at high school but I didn't really take on photography until like any of any interest to about 2010 Oh, so that, okay. was ten, that was 10 years into digital, so... Oh, that's when you first started charging me, so I was like, yeah, yeah. No, that was a couple of years later. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, did, did, did the victim... Was, you know, what, God's waiting room, I believe they called it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was... Uh, okay, so let, let's get back. You've, you've followed us around to most of the big track meets we've done over the years. Obviously, I'm going to mention individuals' names other than mine. Or company names for that matter. We're still yeah. got a squeaky clean legal record here and we're going to keep it that way. <laughs> um, and what was the biggest sort of like, when I said, hey, Justin, you're going to photograph this for us, what was the biggest mess up, uh, you know, uh, that you've seen us make? I mean, you weren't there oh. when I ran into the start line. You were, you, you were there. I was there, but I think I was at the um, top of the... Uh, was that, was that uh, Mount Alma? No, no, that was Legend of the Lakes. Legend of the Lakes. I there was something that happened at Mount Alma. Oh, there was. That was when a car rolled and burned. No, not that one. No, uh, something, something happened at Mount Alma. Yeah, I heard something happened at Mount Alma on the start line. No, it wasn't me. Yeah, I don't know. If you were not. <laughs> I just heard. I was at the top of the hill. Well, that, well, that heard about me. So they actually had an inflatable um, start line there. Yeah, it was yeah, all... the sponsorship start line there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe someone hit that, and that's what the you know. As word gets up the hill, it's a bit Chinese whispers. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. sort of, it the story changes, and all of a sudden, from just nudging it with your left rear quarter, someone's written off their car, and it's on fire against an, in, like, it was basically a, a blow-up swimming pool <laughs> on, on the start line. Um, so, yeah, that, that was some big moments. And what's the biggest mess-up you've ever made when, when you're taking photos for people? Oh, um, God, it's been a few. <laughs> just pick <laughs> just one. Just pick oh. Um, probably thinking when I've got focus and especially if I'm stacking photos, I've got focus, looks all good, get it back and I've accidentally nudged the tripod or something and oh, I've yeah. thrown it out and I've got a lot of work to turn and try and salvage it. Well, at least you can do yeah. that. It's with film, you sort of... Yeah. Oh, you can, but the resolution of cameras these days actually makes it difficult, so... Uh, so the higher the res, the more difficult yeah, it becomes. It yeah, it does, yeah. Okay, um... Okay, so what, what sort of happened that, I mean, I used to see you at the racetrack all the time back when I used to go. Now I'm semi-retired from that rubbish. Um, I, I mean, I, when I have been there, I haven't seen you there. What stopped you? And I think this is important that people get to know this because photographers are, are really um, used at club level, in my opinion. So mm. what, what kind of stopped you? Um, yeah, I used to go, I used to really enjoy it all the time. Basically... Yep. Um, when we first started, we thought, oh, this is cool. There doesn't seem to be too many people out there doing it. Yeah. Um, it could take a half-decent photo. I'm sure some of these guys have spent a lot of money on cars. Surely they've spent a few dollars on photos. Um, yeah. Doesn't really seem to be the case. Um, not in all cases, but most cases. You go out there, no one's really interested. Um, some magazines want them all for free. Um, you get other photographers that go out there and mm. say, 
here's here's a whole disc of photos for ten fifteen dollars. Yeah, but but you get what you pay for in this game, mm. you know. And a lot of yeah. a lot of the stuff I see from racetracks now, the the standard is going down. Unless it's like high level and professionals mm. doing it. Yeah, amateur photography. I believe the standard is slipping really really sharply. Yeah, from where from when we started. Um, uh, as an amateur photographer, I think we learned really, really quickly. And um, I think these days, because of social media, things can be put out so fast now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, people just want to get it out there and go, oh, here's 80 images of the day. And it's like they're all, you might as well just park a car on the track because it's, yeah, there's no there's no skill involved. You know, like frozen rims. Yeah, I hate that shit. Yeah, it's not everybody. Some people can um, do it. I think it's a learning curve as well. But, um, you sort of have to understand motion, really. Yeah, well, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah, you have to really understand it, and once you can do it, you can photograph anything. It's, you know, it's um, it's not that hard to do. It's just um, yeah, a lot of people don't seem to progress past that, and they don't even get they don't actually frame the shot in their mind either. So they don't, or through the viewfinder, but they, they don't they get all sorts of dumb shit in the background. They, they yeah, yeah, you know, they should never get in there. Yeah, yeah some, um, you know that that's that's just crap. Yeah, sometimes that's hard to avoid. Yeah, um, you know, some tracks and that is just the way it is. Um, yeah, yeah, Malala is actually particularly hard to get anything good there. Well, the thing about Malala is it's not as if you're going to have too many people in the background of the shot. <laughs> you know, yeah, or any shot, yeah, or any, yeah, yeah. any it, shot there. Yeah, it's mainly just um, you know, all mm. the all the big drift signs and things like that. They are in almost every shot you see because everyone shoots from the same point. And that's yeah. the other thing. It's um, um, I haven't shot out the bend. Um, per se, I've shot in the garage and stuff yeah, there, but yeah. on track. But um, at Malala in particular, there's everyone seems to shoot from the same point, same as Collingrove. Um, it's always the same angle, same points. Trying to find something different that other people haven't done before, and yeah, it, it's quite hard to do. But um, uh, yeah, are there only certain points you're allowed to shoot from? Um, if you're a spectator, as long as you're behind the fence. It's yeah. fine. Uh, Malala, there's uh, spectator points where the fence is only uh, waist high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, just past turn three up through the kink. Yeah. Um, up through there. But, um, yeah, I used to be um, accredited by a certain yes. organisation. Um, Are you allowed to say CAMS at the time? Uh, now, yeah, it was Australia. Cams, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah um, but unfortunately, over time, we when I first joined up, it used to be, you used to have to submit proper prints that were only a thing allowed done were basically basic contrast, maybe a tiny yeah. bit of cropping, pretty basic, but they had to be eight by 12 prints. Yeah. You know, there's no digital, even though I was shooting on digital. And um, yeah, I was in the last year or two before they basically, it seemed just to go open slather, here's your dollars, here's your vest. Right. And from there, my sport just seemed to go a little bit downhill in South Australia in events. Yeah, yeah. For the tarmac rally started disappearing. Yeah. Um, there wasn't really any events to do anymore, so I let my accreditation yeah. lapse because it just wasn't really anything there. Well, when was the last time you went to a racetrack? Oh, God. Um, Don't tell me it's in the years. No, no, it wouldn't be in the years. Probably uh, maybe last year. Wow, that yeah, would have been Malar, obviously. No, 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 it was at the bend. Okay. Um, Where we um shot a Lamborghini. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, no, that was um, over two years ago, mate. Over two years ago now. Wasn't yeah, it? Tom so, yeah, Tom Flies when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've been up there before, but not actually to a yeah, place yeah. to meet. Yeah, I prefer to do paddock shots and, yeah. you know, sort of, um, yeah, sort of more custom fine art type shots now. It's it's not very easy to do at all, but um, it's a lot more enjoyable. At the end of the day, you get something that no one else can actually do. Yes. Or very few people. 
yep, can yep. actually do that. Yeah, no, understood. Now, back when you're speaking of accreditation, I used to do some stuff at the Clipsal 500 for, for magazines, and I would mm. I would actually be a photo journalist. I wouldn't be taking photos of the V8 supercars on the track. However, I was allowed to. But to even get your journalist accreditation, and, and as a happy snapper, you, you had to submit previous year's work. Yeah, and your employer. Your yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, so we had to come up with this great dossier, this great file um, to put in front of the media department, and then they would actually make a final decision on whether you were good enough to go or not. Mm. Is that still the way it works? Still the, so, still the same way, yeah. People think you need CAMS accreditation um, to actually do V8 supercars, etc., etc. Most of the photographers there don't have it. There's a few. Oh, really? Yeah, most times. It's like Formula One. Um, a friend of mine used to shoot Formula One. Uh, MotoGP is a little bit different, but yep. Formula One still FIA. Um, yeah. He's not accredited by cams or anything like that, but he's got an agent in Germany um, for his photography. So right. basically he's working for, you know, as a photojournalist. So yeah. you don't need official accreditation. Can he actually take a photo? Yes, he can. Yeah. Yeah, you know him. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, that was... That was um, you know, back in the day when we had the Formula One Grand Prix here in Adelaide, South mm. Australia, a lot of my mates through the magazine industry were all kind of young, young men back then, you know, late teens, early 20s. But, you know, I remember one of them, um, a bloke by the name of Guy Bowden, who's done a lot of photography, oh, yeah. yep. motorsport over the years. I remember he took some amazing shots at, at the Formula One, I believe. I think it was him and, you know, like Senna coming head on down to Quetterville Terrace. And, you know, in the, and he wasn't a Formula One um, photographer, I, I don't believe, but we just had more access to be able to get around mm. these areas. And there were no great, well, as far as I know, there was none of this great licensing stuff now. So if you take a photo at V8 Supercars as a accredited photographer or F1 or something, they own the shot, don't they? Yeah. Well, as far as I understand, yes, that's, that is the case. Um, and even if you're a spectator, you're not allowed to sell the photos. Is that right? Yeah, you're not you're not allowed to sell photos. And they, wow. Yeah, they're they're pretty strict on that. So you're basically, I guess, at a base level. If, um, you know, I could be wrong, but as far as I understand, if you go in there and take photographs, um, V8 supercars have the license. Okay. For, as far as I understand, I mean, the rules change every year. So yeah, I'm pretty so. sure it is that way in F1 because I I have heard that before. Hmm. So all right. I'm a young, I'm not, but I'm a young, <laughs> fresh-faced kid, and I want to start out photographing cars at racetracks. What do I do? Where, where, where do I start? What, what gear? What do I need? And don't say a bloody iPhone. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, basically, um, I'd still recommend any, you know, even an entry-level SLR you can get away with. You don't need anything really special. Give me some names um, and brands. Uh, probably still Nikon Canon. They're the only ones that are really doing... Yeah, optical yeah. viewfinders now. Um, I find that electronic viewfinders. I'm using one today to photograph a couple of yeah. cars here. Yeah. Um, which has its advantages, but for when you're going out doing panning and things like that, the viewfinders in general they struggle to keep up. They're not, oh really? Yeah, they've got a little bit of lag to them, and realistically, motorsport can be that fast sometimes, especially panning. It's not when you're watching me <laughs> photographing me. <laughs> um, yeah, but basically, yeah, um, optical viewfinder, because um, what you see is what you're getting. It's real time. It's, there's no even yeah. a subtle lag. It's hard to explain, but once you actually go through the motions of it, you go, oh, okay. So, and, 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 and Nikon or a Canon what? Um, oh, any. Doesn't matter. Give me a model. Um, a model. You work in a camera shop. Well, well, it's a bit hard now because it's oh. tough. 
a lot of models aren't going to be available to well into next year. Luckily, we're publishing Which, today, though. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you can get hold of them, um, so it's just an entry-level model, Nikon D3500, yep. Canon 1500D. If you want to be a bit more serious about it, um, Canon 90D, if you can get hold of one, the focusing's a lot better. Yeah. Um, then you go up to the say the Nikon D seventy five hundred, which is similar. They do cost a lot more, but they're yeah, yeah. much more robust. The focusing system tracks a lot better. Yeah. As well. Um, well, this is a serious Epicast. What glass do these aspiring photographers need? What lens selection? What what should they buy when they get their camera? Um, basically, for paddock shots, you can use almost any lens. It yep. just depends on your style. On that, that doesn't really matter. It's more track access. How much access do you have to the track and how do you want to frame? I mean, anywhere, a lot of the guys use um, some of the big lenses now, Sigma Tamron 150 to 600 mil yep. lenses as well. They're quite big, quite heavy. They're quite good value for money, actually. Yeah. Um, Tamron have released a little um, 100-400 yep. mil as well, which is very good value for money. And that's the type of lens you need. Um, especially if you're starting out, you're not going to have accreditation. You're going to have to shoot over the fence. Ah, right. Yeah. Um, at the bend, good luck, because um, yeah. <laughs> unless you're shooting the drifts up there or yeah, go yeah. or something, you just don't have access to get that close Well, that, that, in you general. Know, that, so. that, that, that's right. It, it, so the, the amateur that's not accredited needs a longer lens. Yeah. Go, go out to Malala on track days. I know we said that you know, it's, mm. you're not going to make any money from it, but it's a good training ground yeah. out there because um, you learn to shoot find your locations there's plenty of locations there where you don't need accreditation where you can get just as good shots if not better shots because it's on an angle that no one else takes them anymore because yeah. spectators don't go there anymore so you don't <laughs> you don't see the angles <laughs> well yeah i mean back when i was growing up there were spectators all the way around the track yeah, and now, now had cameras up in the yeah, in the yeah, bleachers now it's only turn one and you yeah, know flat, yeah. turn eight and and yeah. you know so there's all of that 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 when you, you know back of the track where you guys are shooting across it from from turn five or the kink or whatever it is shooting mm. across to the northern hairpin and mm. if you've got a big enough lens you can do that so okay that, that that's a good starter kit for yeah. beginners so what what you know what's been the biggest everyone has an influence a big influence on me is probably listening to and reading my own bullshit you know because we, <laughs> I'm, I'm another internet self-publisher that you know quality isn't the strong point but content's a bit funny um but you must have had some great influences on your life for example what movie would be the biggest influence on your photography oh i'm gonna think of two actually knowing you <laughs> oh photography god um don't know, to do with cars, probably. Um, You're always quoting people, the voice and everything out yeah, of it. Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights. And yeah. oh, that's right, cars. there was... Um, Hilarious movie. There was Ricky Bobby. Yeah, Jean-Jouard. Jean-Jouard. Jean-Jouard, uh, he was the... Alsace Antoine. No, that was his boyfriend. <laughs> oh, Gregory. Gregory. <laughs> Gregory. And Jean-Jouard, he, he came in from France, obviously. From, yeah, France. And who was he sponsored by? Pierre. Oh, yeah. yeah. And what did he... <laughs> Hey, didn't he? Well, didn't he drink coffee while he was driving? Yeah, macchiato. Macchiato. So he spilled it once. <laughs> yeah, but you know, this is race drivers when you're dealing with them, particularly at your end, because you know you're only some ass hat photographer, and they are, you know, race drivers made of better stuff than most human beings. Just ask them. You must have had some run-ins with them over the years. Uh one in particular, maybe. Yeah, one in. Oh, it wasn't actually necessarily me. It was sort of like a few of us. Yeah, I um, was in a bit of a group. <laughs> yeah, and okay. We, we were sort of organised to do some photos at a at an event, and um, 
you know, we're charging a certain amount of money. We could guarantee a certain amount of photos. We had three photographers out there covering all bases on Malatala, and we'd actually rotate through yeah. the day. So we'd actually guarantee you get some good shots of your car. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he kind of took offence to that for some reason. And um, What, took offence to A, you're taking the shots, or B, charging for them? Um, oh, he's saying that we have a monopoly, we're pushing everyone out, and... You know, huh? um, no huh? one else is allowed to take photos. So, no, it's not the case. It's like we've got access to the track. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That you had pre-organised with we've the pre owners of the well, track. Yeah, we're all cams at that point as well. So, oh, okay. Yeah, we didn't have an issue like getting access. To yeah, the track, yeah. But it was just, um, it was all done through various forums. You know, before Facebook. Uh. Before Facebook, I think wow. yeah, well, Facebook could have been around there. Well, it was a South Australian time attack, I reckon. It could have been. <laughs> yeah, it could have. Oh, well, I used to go to those. Was I one of the, Was I protesting against you at the time? I don't think so. No, no, no. No, I didn't give a shit. No, I, was, I was quite happy. You know, if, if you if you spent like you know 150 grand building this race car, and some turkey wants to charge you 50 bucks for a CD full of shots, then I think it's pretty. In fact, I reckon I bought one or two of those off you over the years. Oh, uh, not CDs. I don't think. There was some other guy down there selling CDs. Oh, uh, maybe it wasn't. Yeah. He used to buy a lot of prints off me. That's right, big prints. Big prints, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and but I think there's also another stalwart of the photography scene, Bob Taylor. I bought a bit Bob, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I bought could a bit of stuff off him. CDs off him. It was CDs. CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still going. He's still around. Yeah, he still loves it. In fact, he came up my feed today. He's take, he takes pictures of bloody kites and shit too. Kites and boats and off-road stuff. Yeah, and... he, he's everywhere. He is everywhere. Little Bobby's everywhere. Bobby, if you're listening to this, you are everywhere. So, you know, obviously this whole scene is rapidly evolving and changing now. Quality's mm. dropping away. I mean, I see it, you know, people, for example, if you're putting up a $100,000 car on car sales, some of the shit that I see on there that people have taken of, of reasonably exp you know, expensive high-end cars and it's mm. half in shadow, you can't see it, and, you know, it looks shit. I mean, you're better off finding someone like, um, your business is Project 400, isn't it? That's right. You can find him on Facebook. And, <laughs> you, you know, and contact him and saying, hey, I'll slip you a hundred bucks to take some photos of my car, a couple of hundred bucks. And you'll probably get five grand more for the car when you sell it or about 10 times as many inquiries and actually sell it. You know, because by wanting to paint nothing or use low quality shots, you're just being like every other dickhead on the internet, mm. uh, pretty much. And, you know... I think I've always been happy, even though I can take an okay shot myself. I know enough about photography to know that I'm not A, patient enough, or B, brilliant enough to do it. And, and you know, it's better I pay someone. And it's also pretty hard if you're driving yeah, a car, unless you are Jean Gerard, <laughs> and you're not involved in an... Upshift or down, 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 upshift or downshift or, down, 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 or one of the other, <laughs> one of Gregory's alsatians is biting your leg. <clears throat> yeah, so that, that happens. It happens. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, <laughs> what didn't they have a, a, a yeah, dog pyramid? A pyramid of dogs. <laughs> yeah, alsatian. <laughs> alsatian dogs in a uh, pyramid. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, very well trained. If I remember right. <laughs> well, no, this has been um, really informative. This is one of the more serious epicasts that I've done, and. Amazing for such a joker like you, Justin, to have you sit here and talk seriously. Um, I think what you should take away from that, if you, if you want to be a young photographer and get into this game and expect to make a career out of it, don't. Um, if you want to go and have some fun, then buy the stuff um, Justin's been talking about. And as, as a lead out here, Justin, five tips for a guy going to the track for the first time. Five. Come on, I'm going to count them out. What's tip one? Tip one, um, 
Oh God! Be, 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 oh God! Be, <laughs> be, be kind to your mother. Well, take 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 your camera and make sure it's charged. Yeah. Yeah. Memory cards. Ah, uh, memory cards. Memory there cards you go. and lens cloths. Lens cloths. Yeah. Tip two. Um, always keep an eye out in the paddock. Always. For what? Cars. Oh. <laughs> no, you'd be surprised. I've seen people do some really stupid stuff. Particularly Teslas. If you want to hear them coming. Oh, you get a tire noise. And they'll run over you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, like a smooth front school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a rough pedestrian. So, tip three. Is there a tip three? Um, yeah, just obey all the marshals and all the... Yeah. You know, obey everyone that's in charge there. If they, you know, if they have a media briefing, even if you don't... Um, have accreditation, go to the media briefing, you'll meet some people, um, you'll get to understand what it's like to be on the other side of the fence. It's yeah. not all fun and games, it's actually very serious. Wow. Very, very dangerous as well. Um, yeah. What about um, another one? I'm going to do tip four because in South Australia, you get burnt to a bloody crisp at yes. racetracks, even when it's uh, in winter. Mm. Cover up. Yeah, cover up. Um, get a like a light hoodie, cotton yep. hoodie or something like that. Um, if you're going to Malala, bring plenty of um, fly spray. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, no, flies, flies everywhere in Australia <laughs> to my American But out there, lessons. it's really bad. Yeah, it <laughs> it's is. terrible out there. And tip five, water, water, water. Well, plenty of water. Yeah. Plenty of water. Um, bring, bring light snacks as well. Light um, snacks. Unless you like... Well, if you Gareth, that's like four party-sized pizzas. <laughs> you know that. That's no good. Yeah. Um... Yeah. yeah, aside from that, um, if you are going out to the tracks as well, particularly Malala, um, if you want lunch and things like that, bring yeah. cash money. Cash money! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them don't have FPOS out there if you, go to the, <laughs> if you go to the little snack bars and kiosk things. Well, there's a point. Yeah, it's true. You go out there, hand a card over, you can't have that. And then they, whatever, like, you need cash money. <laughs> <laughs> nah, well, look, hopefully everyone enjoyed that. Um, Thank you for coming coming on the show today, merci. Justin. Merci. Uh, hopefully the listeners take mercy on you so you remember. <laughs> after this epic cast, send us some feedback. I mean, you never thought I was going to talk to someone about how to take a photo of a car. But you know what? Something near and dear to my heart, and we're lucky enough to have had Justin along. So send me feedback to dtech at senet.com.au. That's D-T-E-C-H at S-E-N-E-T dot com dot A-U. And thank you once more for listening to Range Anxiety.